and welcome to the season finale of A Breath of Fresh Dating Podcast, where we have authentic conversations on love, sex and relationships, shedding light on major issues and solutions for a breath of fresh dating. On today's episode, we've got a special guest in the house. He goes by the name Joe Forrester, and we're having conversations all about what it's like to be in the dating market in your 30s. I mean, if you are single and in your 30s, and dating, then you most likely will relate to a lot of what Joe has to say. So stay tuned and do not go anywhere. I'm your host, Mandy, personal matchmaker and dating coach at the MME Agency. And you are listening to a breath of fresh dating podcast. Joe, welcome to a breath of fresh dating podcast. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's such a pleasure. So, what have you been doing to stay quarantined during this pandemic? Well, do you know what? It's quite weird. I, I realised, and this might be the wrong thing to say, that I think I would be quite happy living under a dictatorship because <laughs> I, <laughs> I initially, I kind of my my whole business collapsed and I sort of lost all my work and then. Then I realised that the government were kind of going to hand out self-employed grants. So I thought, okay, well, at least I'll be able to pay the rent kind of thing. Mm. And then with with all choice removed, you're not allowed to go out. You're not allowed to go to work. You're not allowed to do anything. I Mm. found life really easy because my choices just became very simple. It's just all go to the shop. If they've got some satsumas, I'd count (laughs) that as a good day. Uh, So I just I just realised having free will taken away from me really, really suits me. That's amazing. I'm a bit out now. I options to do things again. Yeah, and I think we have more time on our hands. So, personally speaking, like I've taken on a lot of courses, and yeah. I find this like you know, I've my brain is currently like an oyster. I'm just you know taking in a lot of knowledge and getting my hand into you know a lot of things that I put aside, and um, it's weird because yeah, it's I, just, I don't know. I'm actually getting used to this new normal. Yeah, I think what's quite nice about it as well, for me certainly, is um, I I kind of have lots of sort of whimsical creative projects that I've shelved for years because you have to Mm. go out and make money and you have to to work. Mm. And I found myself during lockdown podcasting, obviously, as as you've been, but also just writing, 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 writing. And that's kind of, that's a really big thing for me that, that I've always wanted to do a lot more of and I've loved it I found it actually really kind of therapeutic amazing so before we get into it why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners 
so I'm a, a TV and radio presenter. So I do a show uh, on Sky One on Saturday mornings, which is called What's Up TV. Uh, we're actually now moving to Sky Arts and mm-hmm. the show is going to be called Unmute and it's going to be late night. So I'm hoping that means it's going to be a bit more saucy. Um, <laughs> I also um, I presented a lot of the music shows on uh, for music and ITV2 and that kind of thing. Lots of sports stuff on the on the radio and uh, I do my do my own podcast with my friend uh, Louise Gookie called uh, what well, was called How to Be a Grown Up. But for series mm. three, we've changed it and it's going to be called That's Embarrassing. And it's all about people's most embarrassing moments. And the new series starts in a couple of weeks. Oh, that sounds amazing. Let's talk about your experience. You're, you know, you're in your 30s, aren't you? Yes, 32. And uh, what is it like dating in your 30s, being on the dating market? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh I literally said to someone yesterday, I just can't be bothered. <laughs> and, and I didn't mean that in a an exasperated or frustrated way. I meant it in the literal way of it's exhausting. I think the, the problem is it almost, and maybe I'm doing it wrong, but it, it almost feels like you're performing to a certain degree so Mm. the first date I've kind of got you've got all your your kind of stock hilarious anecdotes that you want to wheel out and Mm. it's like how many times can I be can I be bothered to wheel out this act and I think when you go to meet somebody you kind of there's an awareness that if you don't like each other you are obviously you're both polite so it's a whole afternoon Mm. or a whole evening where you're going to stay there when you could have been doing something else, then you're both going your separate ways. Mm. Um, it's just, it feels like such a huge risk. And I think I, I kind of oscillate because one part of me thinks I look at my friends, some mm. of whom have got appalling personalities <laughs> who, who, are, who are in committed long-term relationships. And I think, right, well, I can't be that bad compared to him. So surely there's someone out there for me and maybe I should settle down because when you, so for example, later on, I'm meeting up with a friend to to Mm. watch the football this evening and just trying to get a few people into the pub later on to watch the football has just been like, I mean, it's been organising some kind of behind enemy lines (laughs) mission. Honestly, it's like, the effort that goes in, it's like getting an audience with the Pope or something. It's <laughs> unbelievable. It's just like, all, all I'm saying is let's go and have a burger and watch some football. I mean, come on. So you, I sort of think those, it gets more and more difficult to arrange your time with your friends because they have other kind of partner and family commitments. So you think, oh, mm. maybe I should. But then again, I don't know because I would never think, I don't think I would ever be the sort of person to settle. I think... I will just keep going till I'm old and grey until I <laughs> until I do find that right person. Until you find the one. No, it's totally um understandable. Um, I think dating these days is just uh, it's become such a chore, and mm. um, it's because a lot of people don't approach dating genuinely. They try to just uh, put up a facade and carry carry on that facade for a long period of time Mm. and uh i feel like you know men especially don't really have the time to plan so they just leave all the planning and all the work 
for the lady to um, do. I mean, are you a planner? Do you find yourself organising dates or do you just leave the work to the woman? No, I do actually. And the reason I always, because I, I think it's always nice to try and do something cool or something special or something interesting. Mm. Just because I kind of think, I mean, more than anything, just because it's a nice thing to do. Because I think if if I'm that girl, I would think, oh, that's cool. He's put a bit of thought into it. And that's kind of my intention. I, I like the idea that, that they thought somebody's put some thought into it. Mm. So I, I would always try and find like, it's like a cool bar or if we're, I mean, if we're going out somewhere, then try and find like somewhere cool or somewhere interesting to go. But that kind mm. of feeds to what I was saying before, because if you're going on four or five dates a month and you're never seeing these people again, mm. then I mean, how many how many times can you turn up at, at the arcade for a novelty like retro computer <laughs> games night when, when you turn up and they're just like, oh, Mr. Forrest, you're your usual table? <laughs> it's not... It's not such a novelty, is it? You become a regular. Yeah, exactly. When it's just like, don't tell her I was here last week, mate. It's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So uh, do you find that most of your friends are taken and, you know, do you feel left out? Without a doubt. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I can think of one good friend who's single. And mm. that is scary. And I've quite... Uh, a large like extended group of men I think like a like a lot of um guys do is just like you just stay friends with the people you're friends with when you're 11 mm -hmm. um, so all the people I used to be in detention with like after double science are basically still the people I see all the time mm -hmm. and they are everybody apart from one yeah off the top of my head is taken and it's, it kind of creeps up on you you start to kind of look around mm -hmm. one day and you're like I think I think it's when you go to a wedding Mm. and you turn up and everybody's there with their partners and it's like oh man just, just me then <laughs> <laughs> I mean there is no time to waste um on dead-end dates when you're in your 30s especially and you know it's so easy to find yourself choosing quality connections over mm. like a larger quantity of people mm. do you find yourself uh, very particular and cautious about the sort of person that you're trying to get to know I think I think you have to be kind of because I think when I was a little bit younger, I would I would sort of think, oh, let's go out on a date. Let's have a few drinks. Like whether I this this sounds terrible, but sorry, I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> like, this, it's I all about think, authenticity on this podcast, darling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I think, oh, would well, you know what? Whether we're going to see each other long term or not, if we're attracted to each other, who knows? Something might happen. It's like, do you mm. know, you kind of have that attitude, don't you? Just ah, oh, sod it, young, free, and single sort of thing. Mm. And uh, I'm, I'm genuinely, genuinely just not like that anymore. Like, I just, mm. I'm just, I think I've changed kind of quite a lot as a person. I don't think it's personal growth. I think you just get old and tired. Mm, uh, and I kind of now I'm much more careful. I think if I meet her. And obviously, if you see someone on a dating app, the first thing you do, I find them attractive. Of mm. course it is, because you don't know the person yet, so that's all you've got to go on. Mm. So like, is she attractive? Yes. Do I like her personality? Do I think we'll get on? Yes. Then if I can genuinely like see them as an interesting person who I think we might get on quite well, then, yeah, then I would, I'd like... I, I think I, I'm a bit more discerning when it comes to picking the people I actually meet up with. And also... I've come up with quite a good technique. I'm sure I'm not the first person to do this, 
Mm. But I kind of realised if you're going out for dinner or drinks, that is potentially a whole evening that mm. if you don't like each other, it's either just a whole evening of, of conversation with someone who you're not going to see again and the same from their point of view. Um, mm. And also it's quite a lot of money as well. Yeah, and kind of at the moment, we're all struggling a bit financially. So what I realised, and I'm not sure if this is genius, but for the first date, just go for a coffee in the afternoon. Mm. because it puts kind of a time limit on it. You're off to do something afterwards, like you're going back to work or you're meeting someone, you've got something to do. It's a mm. short, inexpensive date to test it. And if you both like each other, then then you go out and you commit to a full evening. I agree. I agree. Because, you know, when you, if you connect with somebody, especially online, you want to meet them in person to see if you are compatible or if you have some sort of emotional connection so an hour tops is ideal to get to know them briefly and then you can say right you know what on the second date I want to take you out you know on a proper date yeah yes exactly that exactly that so what sort of experience have you had uh, with online dating um it it has been a a mixed bag I would say um I mean firstly and anybody who's been online dating for for a while, it will have happened to them to one extent or another. I have been catfished. <laughs> have you? <laughs> yeah, um, I've been catfished a couple of times, um, and it's um, yeah, it's it's an interesting experience. And the thing is, I'm not the sort of person. I don't know. I find I I, I find it. I'm being impolite, unbearable. So. Mm. I will, no matter how different they look to their pictures, I'm mm. sticking it out for the whole evening. <laughs> and it is just awful. I did actually once, a, a, a girl I dated said that she thought she was meeting up with a Calvin Klein underwear model. Oh, and wow. She, um, and when she turned up to the date, the man waiting for her was a five foot two uh, middle-aged man with balding red hair. And oh my goodness! I imagine looking a bit like um, uh, Ron Weasley's dad in Harry Potter. <laughs> like that's how I see him. And she said because it was so awkward, she spent the whole evening with him because she felt sorry for him, and then just got oh, no. at the end and, and went home. I know, mm. but like that's too far, isn't it? That's creepy because that's just a different person. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> that's scary. So, how did you handle it then? How did you handle your experience? So the the oh okay so the the, the first time, um, she looked dramatically different to the girl wow. in the photos. Like, I I only knew it was her because, okay, so um, so I walked into the, this bar where we were meeting, and mm. I couldn't see her. So I I called her, and she said, oh, "I'm by the bar." So I turned around, and um, she had her back to me. And she <laughs> and I'm I'm on the phone at this point, and she's on the phone. The, the girl at the bar. She went, "Oh no, I'm standing at the bar," and I could see that it did not look like the girl that I had seen in the photographs. Put it put it that way. And she turned around and waved. And I mean, the photos must have been taken years ago from her that were on her dating profile. That's and what we call a kittenfish. A kittenfish. Yep. What, so that? it's so a it's kind of like catfishing but it's when somebody uses old pictures of themselves and tries to act like they still look the same in reality as they do in a picture yes it was a kittenfish mm. 
<laughs> I was kitten fished, but the thing is, we had crazy golf booked, so we we played a whole round of crazy golf together. Um, and then went and had a drink afterwards, and then I was like, oh, actually, I better because so, you you always suddenly remember, oh, actually, I've got work tomorrow really early, so I better go. Mm. Um, so then, I, and the other time was a similar sort of thing happened, and I turned up, and the girl, I mean, looked ten if not 15 years older than she was in the photographs. Oh, no. Um, so we just had a couple of drinks. And I, that night, my mate had just come back from China where he'd been working for six months. Mm. So using the information that I had a friend who'd recently been to China as the basis of a lie, mm. I came out of the lose and said, I've just remembered my friend is going to China and tonight <laughs> is his goodbye party. So actually, can we rearrange and do this another time? I know she saw through it, but it was just, I was like, come on. I mean, I've been lied to here. So let's both, let's both just go our separate ways. And when I got back, actually, I looked at her dating profile and I realized what I think she'd done is, do you remember those old yellow disposable cameras that you take on holiday? Yes. In, yes. In the the code, code cameras. Yeah. The Kodak ones. If you went to like, Zanti 05 you'd have a couple mm. of Kodaks when you get back or whatever um I think she'd scanned photographs from them in and put them on her profile because when I looked at them they're really grainy kind of actually when you got up close like low mm. images and yeah. she was definitely about 15 years younger in those photographs so that time yeah I used my friend and made an excuse oh wow that's amazing I've had I've had a similar story but in my teens when I was younger mm. I had to meet up with a guy and um we're supposed to go cinema and I remember I was so anxious because I didn't know what he looked like and he was referred to me um through a friend so mm. uh we're supposed to meet at think I think at uh, Kensington High Street Station mm. and I already gave my brother a heads up I was like you know what I've got a date we're supposed to go cinema I have no idea what this guy looks like but just be in the area just in case I have the bill and this guy came walking through the station oh my goodness gracious me he was like totally not my type and he walked through the station I couldn't even pretend it to be somebody else because he knew what I was going to wear and he approached me and he was like oh Mandy how are you oh it's so lovely to meet you and I'm like it's lovely to meet you too um do you know what I'm so sorry but my brother just called me like 30 minutes ago and he said you know there's an emergency that a dare he's going to come and pick me up soon. And I was like, oh, you know, what a shame. My brother was literally on time. And I, I thank God, because <laughs> since then, <laughs> I totally built. I mean, I just can't help it. You know, I'm not going to pre pretend to fancy somebody that I'm not attracted to, you know? Life's too it, short, isn't it? That's the thing. It, it is, it is. It's totally short. So have you got any deal breakers? Oh, that's a good question. I, I think, yeah, definitely personality wise I don't know if it's not things that that people do um mm. I actually I actually know once to be fair I went on a girl I went on a girl pardon me <laughs> <laughs> I went, uh, <laughs> I'll try that again I um I went on a date and the girl had really really dirty fingernails oh I know right she was, she was a really really attractive like quite glamorous girl and mm. most girls wear nail polish or whatever or have yeah. French tips or acrylics or, or whatever yeah. it be. Um, and yeah. I yeah I remember noticing them and it was such a turn off because we I only noticed them when we were like holding hands over the table 
Mm. And they were like properly like like she'd been cleaning out the cellar with no gloves. That day. <laughs> like and that was absolute like really, really put me off. Um, and I think in terms of personality, to be honest, I just think someone fun. That's like yeah. the most important thing is as long as like as long as people are fun and nice, then mm. that's I know that sounds really ridiculous, but the amount of people who either actually aren't up for a laugh and up for being silly. Um, mm. And also when you drill down, people who, who, some people are actually not particularly nice people. So yeah. kind of as long as you're kind of kind and compassionate and a good laugh, then mm. that's pretty much those are the things I'm looking for. Yeah, substance, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. Have you ever been in a situation where you you meet somebody who may not be physically your type, but they've got a great personality. Have you ever fallen for somebody like that? It's never kind of like, I've definitely met people like that. And I'm, I'm thinking of someone very, very specific. Mm. But I've met a couple of people like that. And as you get to know them, their personality makes them more and more attractive mm. without a doubt. And I think actually men, men generally speaking are a bit more shallow. So mm. a lot of the time you're, you're much more likely to see a, a woman who is considerably hotter than her boyfriend. Mm. You know what I mean, the other way around, because women are much, are much more likely, are much more likely to go on personality. And I, I apologize for all men because of that, because that's a shame. <laughs> Actually, <Yeah. laughs> it's not the stuff that matters. But yeah, definitely. I've met people and thought like, yeah, started to fancy them because their personality is really good. That being said, is like sometimes you see you see like a really beautiful woman and she'll be with like some guy that looks like Gollum and it's <laughs> like you know what I mean it's like I don't care how good his personality is I just could not get past that because it's yeah. definitely like I think you need both don't you you yeah you definitely need both but I think personality without a doubt is the main thing because at the end of the day if you're going to be spending 30 40 years together it's not just going to be looking at each other. Hopefully it's going to be having conversations. Yeah, of course, definitely. And I guess, you know, it's it's important for the for the person to be at least easy on the eye. Yeah, you, yeah. Have, you have to find them, whether they're your type or whatever, whether you expect to find them attractive, you have to just find them attractive. And I think mm. that's generally something that you know within seconds. Although there are cases, I think, where you meet people and you think, oh, right, she's kind of cute. And as you spend more time with her, you're like, actually, she's fit. Like, I miss mm. her completely. Yeah. Do you believe in uh, doing the chase or do you believe, do, do you just think that, you know, there's no such thing as a chase? Yeah. Do you know what? Not anymore. Like I don't, I, I used to sort of think, oh yeah, okay, I'll pursue them. And maybe that's kind of, uh, of what, the, what they want or whatever. Um, mm. And actually the older I got, I thought that's just rubbish. Like mm. I don't believe in any kind of game playing like whatsoever. Like, yeah. I don't believe that, like, the guy should have to do all the chasing. Mm. Um, because why? If you like each other, just be honest about it. And surely you want to see each other. And, like, it, I, I just think it's really weird that there would kind of be this sort of set of rules. Like, it's some kind of, like, sexy 80s movie. Like, life's just not mm. really like And, like, that whole thing of, like, oh, when should I text back? I don't want to be too keen. Blah, blah. Mm. It's just, like, no, if you see the text and you, just like just reply why not like, I, think 
I think it's because like women don't want to come across as desperate and considering like the traditional method of dating from the older generation, man, you know, courts the woman. So they expect a man to chase them. 100%. And I'm always going to be the one, certainly for like the start. Yeah. I'm going to be saying, right, okay, let's go here. Let's go. Why don't we try this and try to make it really fun and interesting Mm. and do cool stuff. But mm. I just I think with the chase I I don't, I don't think the contact should all be one way, like, yeah. And I don't think and like I say with the messaging thing it's like with my friends like as soon as I see the message I just message straight back. Um, mm. And when people are like oh I'm just too uh, when you get double blue ticked by someone and they don't reply for like two days like sorry mm. we're really busy. And it's like I'm not being funny but like you're not like <laughs> you're not the prime minister like you have yeah, exactly. time to reply to a text. It's mm. like. It's like, come on, man, you work in recruitment. Like, it's not like you're like doing brain surgery. You have the time to re- reply to a text. Mm. And I mean, I, I just feel like that. It's like, because I don't know, I'm not worried about looking keen. Because if they send me a message, if I see it, just reply. Like, kind of, exactly. why not? I think just be, I'm just trying to be myself. And it's not mm. worked out so far, but I'm sure it will. I think it's such situations where, you know, people try to put a time limit on texting or responding to a text message. It has to do with like a power play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is really off-putting to be honest. Yeah. And it's not, if you're, if you think that power comes from uh, how long it takes you to reply from a text, I think you've mm. got a bit of a skewed vision of what power is. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely. Uh, so what do you feel has changed about dating for you in your 30s compared to your 20s uh definitely my intentions mm. um, just to be because as I was saying to be honest with you like when I was in my my 20s I was kind of just a bit just being honest mate I may as well it's all about authenticity isn't it <laughs> yeah. when I was in my 20s I kind of thought uh, do you know what like personality wise we're probably not going to get on long term but who knows might go out might end up sleeping together why not Mm. kind of young free Mm. single promiscuous Mm. sort of thing and actually Mm. as I've got older um I'm actually the reason I'm dating is because I'm looking for someone to settle down with um, Mm. and actually have kind of turned down situations that 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 could have led to sex Um, yeah because I just think yeah, I know. I mean, that that's real personal growth. I mean, man, if you'd have met me when I was 25, you'd have never, you'd never <laughs> imagined it was possible. Um, but like, but turn down those situations because I kind of think, I, I don't think it's fair to waste anybody's time here. My, mine, the, the girl's time. And that's not what I'm in it for. Like, I'm mm. in it to settle down. And actually quite recently, I, maybe seven, eight months ago, mm. I went on, I went on a date with this girl who I thought I was going to really like. Like, she worked in TV too. We got on really well. She left me voice notes. I like, I really like voice notes. I love leaving people silly voice notes. Mm. Um, and I was like, okay, our personalities match really well. I turned up at the date. She was really drunk, and I was like, oh, this is kind of not not what I'd envisaged. So she mm. was being quite drunk and quite. Um, loud and obnoxious as people are when they're drunk I thought oh, mm-hmm. I'll just stick around for a couple of drinks like she's obviously had too much to drink with her friends who've been at a party during the day I won't hold that against her mm-hmm. went to another bar some of her friends were there we bumped into them we ended up sitting with them she kept disappearing to the toilet um then she came back and she <laughs> she said um I, I said where do you keep going and she said oh 
I've got some coke. Do you want to come and do some oh coke my goodness. in the toilet? And I was like, no, I'm all right. Thank you. Um, at that point, I was like, look, I'm I'm going to go. We'd been yeah. together about two, two and a half hours. Um, mm. I was like, I'm going to go. And she was like, oh, why don't we just go back to mine and have sex? And I was like, really? I was like, oh, oh, I'd love to. But I think I'm just going to get the tube and get an early <laughs> night. <laughs> So I, I walked to the tube station, said goodbye, and yeah, just <laughs> went home and got a takeaway on the way home and watched telly. <laughs> oh my goodness. And that's the thing, though. I feel like the rise of uh, dating apps has just uh, given people confidence to, you know, long for casual things. Yeah, it, re- it really has. And I think that's fine. But I think, I think, obviously, there's the different ones out there. And Tinder was much more explicitly about that. Yeah. But, but him, and it still right? is. Well, yes, yeah, still is from what I understand, <laughs> but but Hinge on on the other hand is meant to be about looking for something a little bit longer term. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's still I think some people still just think it's just kind of there as as a way to get laid, and that's not really what I'm looking for. But you have the thing yeah. you don't because it's I'm very much of let's just meet up and like meet up face to face because yeah. that's how you get to know a person and tell if you like each other. Um, yeah equally you don't really know what you're getting into and on the other hand mm-hmm. I don't think I want to spend weeks talking to someone on text because what if you turn yeah. up and it's a kitty fish I mean it's a minefield <laughs> or you end up in a text relationship yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so when you're getting to know a woman do mm. you ask like the important questions uh like you know where do you see yourself in five years do you want to settle down or is it just a bit casual I must admit I don't because um, that's what I'm thinking that's what I'm thinking um because I'm at an age now where I'm thinking oh man I'd, I'd love to never have to date again mm. so it'd be really nice to just know to settle down get a puppy like mm. all that kind of stuff but mm. that that I would worry about because I would worry about scaring them off um, oh really yeah at that point I would I would really like I, I don't think I would ask I don't think I would ask those questions ever um yeah that's interesting I'm not very good at talking about like my own feelings and emotions and stuff I think I'm kind of I'm like the last generation of men that find it difficult to talk about how they feel Um, yeah and I work like the younger guys I work with are much more emotionally explicit than me and my friends Mm. ever were or ever could be and Mm. I think like my generation is getting better but we certainly I don't know, like we still come a little bit from that time of kind of 90s FHM lad culture sort of thing. It's like mm. boys don't really talk about that kind of stuff. So to ask them, I think, about whether they were looking to settle down, where they want to be in five years, all this sort of thing. Yeah, I would find very, very difficult because I think that the implication is obviously that I am looking to do that stuff. And I wouldn't want to be so emotionally open myself straight away. Mm. So how long would it, how long do you think it, you know, it would take you to express yourself in that manner? Six months. Six, that, that is a long time, my darling. <laughs> that is a very long time. <laughs> because in six months, um, it, it's kind of like you're putting the ball in the woman's court to ask the important questions. And, you know, especially in six months, if she's not that kind of person who does ask the, those questions, you might find yourself in limbo because she might just think that you're just interested in something casual. She doesn't know, you know, what you want because you haven't expressed yourself. Yeah, I think I'm getting better at like kind of, and I have said to girls recently, like, look, I'm looking to settle down. Mm. Like, that's as far as I will go. It's not like, oh, I'm looking to 
like I want to get a flat together and here's the type mm. of dog I've been looking at even though I have <laughs> um, <laughs> but like yeah but I, I I have said to them like look I'm looking to settle down because you do get a couple of people on there like I met a girl quite recently actually a couple of girls quite recent um in sort of the last six seven months mm. who who have just been like before we've even met up have been like oh yeah well I think I'm uh, moving abroad in the next year or so and I'm kind of just like on here for a bit of fun because dating's fun isn't it it's like yeah no, not really dating sucks yeah. like that you yeah. date to so you don't have to date anymore yeah um so that's I find that a bit like a bit weird like if you're on a dating app but you're also mm. thinking about I met a girl who was on the da- on a dating app but she was thinking about moving to Australia and mm. I was like oh well I don't think it's even worth us meeting up to be honest because you see that's really what you're looking for yeah, but I'm looking for something long term. She's like, oh, that's really weird. Another guy on here said this to me. It's like, yeah, because you're moving to Australia. What are you doing on a dating app? <laughs> I think it's because, like, you know, a lot of people don't use dating apps to find somebody uh, for a long term relationship. They use it to just have fun, you know, yeah. for temporary, temp- temporary flings. You're so right, because I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about that. And maybe because the reason that I'm on there is because I don't really meet girls like in other situations well I do but like the thing is with my job I'm somewhere different every day mm. so I don't really get to meet anyone at work also mm. most of the people I work with camera operators and radio producers and mm. I do a lot of sports content so mm. still that I'd say is n- it's 90% guys Mm. Um, and even if I do work with a girl who's cool that I like I probably only work with her for five six hours then I'm on a different job the next day I won't see them for six months Mm. I don't meet people at work and like socially as well like I don't know like the older you get the less you're like in bars meet Mm. women sort of thing so I sort of thought where else where else am I gonna meet someone yeah you see that's another reason why I launched uh, the MME agency because I worked in TV and I know how you know how it is to to date and when you're working long hours especially 14 hours a day you find that you 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 can easily date your colleague and I thought you know what there seems to be a, a gap between people who want genuine relationships with others who are outside their industry and I was like I need to create a platform to help people who are keen to establish meaningful relationships and just help them find their potential match as opposed to so it's like the alternative to online dating before launching the agency I had my fair share of you know online dating and it's just it's like it's like a game you know a game of cards where you meet someone you get to know them temporarily for like, you know, a couple of months. You may or may not have sex with a person. And then, you know, that's it. They just literally disappear. Yeah. They ghost, you know, and you're back on the dating app repeating the same cycle. So, yeah, dating in this generation is challenging. <laughs> well, that's the worst thing, I think, for me. Worse than the first dates where you kind of you don't like each other mm. are the ones where you get four or five in. And mm. you think, oh, this is cool. This could be going somewhere. And this has happened to me a fair bit. And then mm. something goes wrong. And mm. that's the thing that I don't have any energy for. I can't be, I really just don't have the energy to be getting to know someone for mm. five, six weeks. And then when it goes wrong, you start again. It's like, exactly. It's only so many times. And I think what's quite cool is just the idea of, yeah, so like looking for a meaningful match, knowing when you go into it, like not like on Hinge, where some people might be in it to get lucky some people might yeah. be in it to meet someone some people might be in it 
killing time before they go to Australia. It's much better yeah. to have a platform where it's explicit. We are looking mm. for something proper. Mm, exactly. Do you sometimes feel like you don't know how to date anymore? Yeah, well, I'm, I sometimes feel like I'm doing something wrong because mm. I kind of think, I don't know, I've always found it, I, I don't know, I've always found it quite easy to make a connection with women. Mm. Um, like my family's all women and stuff so like I've always found it and like in a lot of ways like I'm more comfortable in like female company like all like most mm. of my mates are, are guys but like mm. I'm, completely, I'm completely happy like in the company of a whole load of girls like at work or something and like mm. I, like that I feel fine with that and mm. to be honest, in terms of meeting girls in bars and like maybe just I don't know like, like having a one-night stand or something to be honest I always found that quite easy Mm. that kind of wasn't and and as you get older and that's just not what that's not what you're looking for and also I just don't think it's Mm. it's just not something I want to be doing I think it's kind of seedy and it's like when you're 25 it's like Mm. okay fine whatever these things happen but as I got older it's like no actually that's that's not who I am I don't Mm. know the person I want to be um Mm. and I've always found it quite easy to get like that initial stage and Mm. maybe like the first few dates that's fine and then it just seems to more often than not peter out early on so Mm. I wonder if I'm doing something wrong that's that I have that has occurred to me I'm doing something wrong that it goes wrong at an early stage Mm. well you never know you might not be doing something wrong you're just uh, attracting the wrong person really that's what I want to think I want to think it's not my fault yeah (laughs) well it's been such a pleasure to have you on a breath of fresh dating podcast and why don't you tell our listeners where to find you on social media yeah the best place is just joe forrester uh tv on instagram kind of all my radio and podcast and tv stuff is is all on there um so yeah go and go and have a look and let's have a chat thank you for having me it's been a blast my pleasure take care thanks that's all we have for you on this season. Thanks for listening to a breath of fresh Dayton podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on the mmeagency.com slash a breath of fresh Dayton. We are also available on all your podcast digital platforms. You can also find us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at a breath of fresh Dayton. And if you are a single professional or entrepreneur keen to connect with a like-minded individual for a long-term relationship, then contact us at the mmeagency.com and get Get a chance to meet your potential match offline through a thorough, discreet and confidential matchmaking process. See ya!